Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? What is up? OG5. Um, a little somber start of the show tonight. Um, sad news. We all know that uh, last, I think, two episodes ago, I announced that my roommate passed away, and even I was blown away. Gordon's been the messenger of bad news. He keeps sending me horrible screenshots from Facebook, but we talk about the OG5. We talk about the members of our audience being the OG5. <clears throat> One of the OG of the OG5. Um, if you're a Stan Haney listener, he went by the name of Hot Dog Chris. And then after he sold his hot dog stand, he worked at Beasley Broadcasting and Promotions as a uh, van driver. He would show up at events and hand out t-shirts and what have you. And then much like all of us who realize radio doesn't pay, he moved on and got a job working for the city of Marco Island. You know him as Hot Dog Chris. If you're in the video chats for this particular podcast and the other podcast, his name is Chris Quentin. Chris Quentin passed away on Friday at the age of 31, 41. He was a uh, U.S. Army vet. He was a sergeant in the Army. He did, I believe, one. I know he did one contact, uh, one combat tour, possibly two. Uh, he and I never really got too into his uh, his combat history because it affected him too much. But uh, so sad day. The true OG of the OG5. He's been down with the cause since like episode one, back when it was me and Dave. Sadly, Chris passed away. And so thoughts and prayers to him and his family. And uh, so I wanted to get that out of the way and get into election night and all the things going on. Here's a drink to Chris. You know, I got to give credit where credit's due. I've been a shill for sticky holsters for like, I don't know, eight or nine years and I showed you guys my original sticky holster and how I replaced it. Mm-hmm. Back before Chris worked in radio and back before I knew him, he reached out to me as a fan of the Stan Haney show. He ran his hot dog vending card and he worked at Sticky Holster. And he made an arrangement one day and we went out to some private land and the proprietor of Sticky Holster provided us with a metric shit ton of ammunition and uh, some holsters to try out. And we went down there, and I spent the day uh, in exchange for uh, two bottles of barbecue saw, and uh, we went down there and shot and had a great time. And his buddy Preston was there, and and then uh, you know he was always around. And then before he worked at the radio station, I you know hooked him up uh, backstage passes at some of the concerts. And then one thing led to another, and he got a job at the radio station for a while. And then he realized he needed to take care of his family and got a job working for the city of Marco Island, and. Um, and that was God six, seven years ago. And so um, sad news. But, yeah, he's the one who introduced us to Sticky Holsters. And we've been down for that cause forever because, you know, we're we're mad brand loyal here until a brand gives us a reason not to be loyal. <coughs> T-Mobile. But um, anyhow, so I just want to get that out of the way before we get down on the show. We will definitely miss seeing him in the comments during the show. He was always in here. Even if he didn't say much, he would throw a, a how-to-do out every once in a while just so you knew he was there. Yeah. And so uh thoughts and prayers to him. But um Absolutely, that is sad, you know. 
So hopefully he's uh, at peace. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm flying Ohio Friday for a celebration of life. Then I hear about Chris yesterday, and then I find out about Stan having a heart attack today. I'm just like, okay, universe, chill the fuck out for a while, right? Uh, so it's just been uh, rough. If you're friends with Don, you may want to distance yourself for a little while. Yeah, I think maybe that's why Mike's not on the show tonight. He's like, I, I, <laughs> he I got back the, the message. Huh? Off. You know, this fool's uh, he's not he's not a good Rolodex to be part of. So, but yeah, so I voted today. I meant to vote yesterday. I wish I yeah, I did the yesterday. early voting, and I'm glad I did. My boss went out yesterday to the same polling station I went to today, and he was only there for a half hour. Today I was there for two hours, but thank God my boss is a ex California resident, no new Florida resident, and he understands the importance of things, and so he did not mind that I was gone for my lunch hour and then some. A um, few things I noticed down there. Well, according to Tulsi Gabbard, actually, it's in law that they have to give you up to four hours for voting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they can give you up to four hours, but let's be honest, a lot of managers would give you a rash of shit that entire four, checking every five minutes. Are you done yet? Why didn't you go early on an early vote? So I went in, what, a week ago? Uh, right before Halloween, right when the, basically the week after early voting started, and it was in and out. Boom, boom. They Done. had it at in and out. Son. That'd be a great place for polling station at in and out. Vote for uh, vote for your favorite politician, or vote out your. Least Unfortunately, favorite politician because they're a, a religious organization with their uh, John three sixteen under the lip of the cup, that may be considered um, pandering. You know, it's crazy because of all the hurricane damage, a lot of our polling stations weren't available. So everybody had to condense to like one or two. And I have never experienced this in my life. I've seen civilians handing out, you know, because there's a certain law from X amount of feet or yards or millimeters or whatever form of measurement the political party uses. No one can hand out any sort of documentation up to a certain point. But that doesn't mean you can't do it on the property. You just can't do it past a certain point. And so today, the mayor of Cape Coral was there handing out his wares. The candidate running for the mayor of Cape Coral, who was also a Republican, was handing out his wares, talking about how the current mayor of Cape Coral is a, a liar and a rhino. But I had never seen so many people at a polling station, the, the candidates running for office at a polling station, so- which I thought was kind of bad taste, really. I mean, I get it. You want to hand out your, and some of them it worked. I mean, because you know you don't know who some of these people are, and they hand you their their shit, and you stare at it for ten minutes till you find a trash can, unless you're a horrible person, throw it on the ground, and then you throw it away, and then you go in there, and then you see two names you don't recognize, except for one of them you just recognize because they just gave you a stack of bullshit you held onto for a half hour before throwing away, and oh, I guess I know this person, and <laughs> you vote for them. Absolutely. So you just spoke of Rhino, and you triggered me back to a interview I just heard with Tulsi Gabbard on a different podcast <clears throat> and how she's talked about if you don't walk in lockstep with the, the elitist on the left, you're ousted. She's given many examples, mm-hmm. but then, you know, the Republicans got the same thing with the whole rhino Republican in name only. And if you don't walk in, walk in lockstep on every issue with them. And, and my thing is, and the same with yours is so fucking nuanced. You can't, Yeah, you're not honest to yourself and you're not honest with your constituents. If you just, uh, to go all in one way or another on all views. You well, know? maybe the and, rhinos uh, should own it. Maybe they should actually turn that into a party. You know, we have the elephants, we have the donkeys. How about the, hey, 
yeah, I'm a rhino, as in I'm and I'm conservative. <laughs> I'm conservative on these certain things. I'm social, you know, I'm left-leaning on these certain things, but I'm honest about it, you know, and maybe that would be kind of the third party almost. That, that but, almost makes you a libertarian. Yeah, so maybe. Hmm. But um, so I was standing out there for two hours, and one of the things I noticed talking to the people, because the world's I, worst um, line for a... Uh, amusement park huh yeah well luckily it wasn't extremely hot there's some people complaining but you know you're talking to a guy who just spent an entire weekend dressed in world war ii uniform sleeping outside and you know i hadn't had a shower for three days so i just spent the entire weekend outside so it didn't bother me one bit and also I, known in the comic-con world as larping live action role play yeah but at least the people were dressed up as it actually existed and what wasn't just written up oh, you don't have to get defensive you should own it but um one of the things i noticed after a while is looking around is 99.8 percent of the people out there were over 40 so you know <laughs> every once in a while you saw a dad dragging his his 18 19 year old kids with him like rode up like i'll teach you what your uh, civic duties are son but a majority of them were um older folk which i think is a good thing because we know Usually between the ages of sixteen and twenty-eight, which way they lean, which is why Unless back in the sixties, East Coast, Upper East Coast, you know that's which is why back in the sixties they had that don't trust anybody over thirty because you know mm-hmm. teenagers are easy to indoctrinate. Once you get over thirty, you have a little life experience and tend to make your own decision one way or the other. But um, we all kind of have the you ever see like those people standing in line at events and the politician, the president, the mayor, the governor, the city council member or the whatever walks up to somebody and ever say, boy, if I ever had the chance, I'd give somebody peace of mind or I'd ask them this or I'd say this, yada, yada, yada. And I think a lot of people get in front of those people and they freeze. They don't, they don't take the advantage, whether it's say something nice or jump up someone's ass. I think a lot of people are, oh, all right, nice to meet you. <laughs> you know, so the mayor, I don't know if he was reelected because I didn't vote for him. I voted for the other guy. The mayor was there shaking hands and all that. I thought to myself, self. Shaking babies and kissing hands. When's the next time you're going to get an opportunity to talk to the mayor where the mayor's in full-blown ass-kiss mode? <laughs> you know? So I asked him, I said, hey, I'm going to ask you a question. It has nothing to do with politics. I said, do we currently have a pre-hurricane procedure for porta potties Because <laughs> I right. bitched about this on the show. And here's my opportunity, right, without having to wait a half hour at a city council meeting. He said, no, we don't, but it's a problem. I said, yeah, you it's think? a problem. I said, I know of a water system in Northeast Cape Coral that currently has 13 Porta Johns in it. And so I posed him the same question I posed on the podcast. And I said, you know, he's like, well, they have a lot. There's a lot of Porta Johns out there. I think it's, he's like, I think it should be the responsibility of the construction site. I said, well, I'm not saying they need to clean them all well, up. I'm just he's not wrong. I said, I'm just saying the, the people who, have construction sites on water prop property those should be picked up and he's like well i think the construction crews could strap them down now i didn't get into the logistics of it but i've got a wise idea county or city picks them up and then they build a construction company well i said who's paying for they the win. cleanup and he said uh fema is i said convenient nope, you should pass it right along to the the people who didn't who's probably got a grade all out there somewhere or some kind of loader or manpower to get that crap out of there or they call the uh the shithouse companies the you know, Who've already claimed these things as lost, lost property and insurance and getting and paid I get for it. them. I'm going to have to pay a little bit for you to pull this out, but and it, it's, it's your, your property. You ever hear somebody say something that just 
shines a light on the fact that they have no experience. Now, you're talking to a guy who just spent eight days rebuilding a privacy fence, and my first run at this was to plant rebar in my yard, mm-hmm. dig out underneath the post, straighten them up, and use ratchet straps. And one could make the argument that strapping down a portageon would be something similar. Plant something in the ground and strap it down. The only problem with that is we're not in Ohio. We're not in Kentucky. We're not in Georgia with the red clay. You're going to have to go deep. We are in sandy area, and even though I planted a five-foot piece of rebar into my soil, it's so sandy, you just wiggle and it shit comes right out. So the idea of strapping down, unless you strap it to the, unless you drill freaking tap cons into the foundation of the concrete slab, even if you find, even though they're illegal in Florida, even if you found the screw things for dogs and leashes, they're just going to pull out of the sand. I got an idea. What's your idea? Well, you're in a state that's surrounded by seawater. Mm-hmm. How does an anchor work? You get a couple of them anchors and you go off each corner way out. Create a tripping hazard in the process. Yeah. But hey, that Port of John may not move. Or May being the operative word. Or the people who lease them out go and collect the fucking things. Just a thought. Well, that I think is a logistic impossibility, but being able to Once rescue again, them. Once again, I'm up, not saying. How long, how long has it been since the hurricane? Um, let's see, October 28th, I think. So Uh-oh. we got hurt near two and a half, three weeks later. Let's see. Hurricane. No, it's September, late September. Ian. So you got a month, a month and maybe a week. Hurricane Ian. Uh, yeah, I was in Montana, remember? Yeah, so whenever you were on vacation. Yeah, that was the third week, going into the fourth week of September. Well, he made a mistake, fourth. see? He gave me his business card and said, if I knew where anywhere, let him know. Motherfucker, I'm going to send you a goddamn Google map. And, and, hey, and a TikTok video. <laughs> if, if for some reason you retain your post. Um, and so and so he, he, he did that. And moseying on down the line, there was Sam the Handyman was behind me. Sam seemed that, like. Is that a close cousin to. Off the truck, Steve? Or something, the plumber. Uh, what's his name? See, let me rewind a little bit. As I was pulling into the Cape Coral Library, I'm seeing a line coming up the parking lot. And I do what I always do in Florida when I see a line and I'm in a truck. I say, fuck the parking lot. There's a perfectly good undeveloped lot right there. And I just drove over to the sidewalk, parked in the middle of the lot, and started walking. Everybody else is still in line. And so I was in the long line, and this guy said, hey, you mind if I... Leave the line real quick. My car's right here. And I'm sorry. I said, Sam, the handyman. And he was kind of parked off the edge of the driveway. And he's like, yeah, where'd you park? I said, I'm the asshole over there in the field with the truck. I said, I got a truck. I'm not waiting in line. So after being in line 45 minutes, Sam, the handyman, and I, after talking to the mayor, I said, you know, perfect example of their thought process in Cape Coral is there's a brand new park on Del Prado Extension by Lowe's. He's like, I'm familiar with it. I said, when they laid this thing out and they approved it and they cleared it, they decided to put the basketball hoop next to the water. He's like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I said, they put a 10-foot fence around the basketball court. Now, the problem with that is, Gordon, how high is the hoop on a basketball court? 10 foot. How high do you think the back of the backboard is on a basketball court? 
I would say about 12, 12 and a half to 13 feet. Which means young kids and people who suck at basketball, such as ourselves, tend to throw air balls, which mean air balls are going to be roughly 13 to 14 feet, thus fly over the 10-foot fence and into the canal. So kids are either going to be climbing into the canal or there's going to be lots of balls in the water instead of putting the playground flip-flopping and put the same 10-foot fence around the playground to keep the kids from falling in the canal and then put the fence. And so if people airball, it just goes into the empty field. I said that's a perfect example of poor judgment and planning is that not to mention the fact that the mayor took his mayoral sign and used green frog painter tape to stick it to his door. And I'm thinking. Do what? Yeah. He didn't use duct tape. He used green painter's tape right on the paint. And I'm thinking, if that's your if that is a sign of your your thought process and your good judgment, I don't want you in office. Honey, what kind of tape we got? We all got this green shit. We'll use it. I guess he figured he's smart enough to not use <clears> duct tape, but I'm sure that he's still gonna have some minor paint name if he peels that shit off. And what is a good all purpose tape for something like that? Um when it's not hot? Magnets. <laughs> Oh. fucking magnets right on top of the paint i mean the, the sticker itself vinyl electrical tape that too well yeah. that is like the fix-all tape to me including as a band-aid makes the best band-aid in the world and so i was in line for a total of two hours two hours as of this morning the, hour tour the fine clusterfuck state of arizona was already calling out problems with their polling stations some of them were saying only one of the readers were working and 25 percent of the submittals were failing and so they're already laying the groundwork for that but let me stop you right there <clears throat> yours is electronic voting right yes is one of the things i heard somebody talk about recently and it needs to be done and it is done in the state of nevada as you go through your digital screen right as you verify okay we're good now you look at your paper valid as it ballot as it prints and you go through the, each line by line make sure it's right and then you confirm do you have the paper val ballot yes option? but we have a brand new one and it's Spick fucking tacular in every goddamn city, every state, every township, every village, ever, every whatever needs them. You go in there. I know this is part of the voter suppression because not everybody has access to driver's license, according to the Democrats. But yet, you give you me a fucking a ID, cash a fucking payroll check. So they whatever. scan it, and then you have to sign. Even when you sign with your finger, it has to. Be relatively close match to the one on your ID. And to be quite honest, a, a digital fingerprint versus your regular ain't anything close. Well, I'm talking about the signature, not fingerprint. No, I know. But yeah. even when I do it, with because I do it right-handed on a digital screen, and I'm yeah. a left-handed person, so it ain't even close. But what they do here, at least in yes, Lee I'm County, up. is they print, they give you a six-foot wide by probably a foot and a half. It, it's completely blank. They pick it out of a pile. It's fucking blank. When they sign your ID, it prints your name your SKU number, and then the rest of it's blank. There's no questions. There's no X's and arrows and dots. There's no Scantron bullshit. The fucker is blank, 100% blank. You take it over there, you put it in the machine. You vote all your stuff digitally, and then it prints your shit out on said card. Then you take said card over and you put it in the tally machine and leave. So now they a that is a little different. Ours is actually in a box, the the paper that backlights, and you just it, it's kind it's of just rolls completely in and kind of blank, it. which is perfect huh. because now they they know how many they printed and they know how many they submitted. So if you're getting Ain't more have submitted, chads. if you get more submitted than you printed, you know there's an issue. And furthermore, the fact that they're all blank, it's damn near impossible for someone to sneak in pre filled out shit. And so everywhere needs to do this. 
completely blank until you print hit print and then it literally prints it. It's like having a yeah, blank piece of paper. It just prints like a receipt printer basically, except it's backlit. And it's a well this is a, a this is a, a, a heavy stock card and then you carry it over to the submittal machine and put it in whereas back in the day it would be pre-printed, you would you would either put it in there and it would fill the dots in for you like a Scantron or you would do it with a pencil. This fucker so, is completely blank. As much as I am for states rights I think there should be. It's amazing the variations between voting methods yes. and how it's recorded I was, from state to state, even from the, the the paper ballot backup. That's one thing I wouldn't mind from a federal standpoint as a mandate, maybe one or two types. Yeah, for every state. And I was watching a TikTok of a lady who moved down to Florida. She's from Massachusetts, and she said the voting experience is completely different. She says in Massachusetts, they don't check for ID. Down here, they do, as I just explained. But she said in Massachusetts, they actually have two different ballots. Two? Two. If you're a Republican, holes have they give two? you a Republican ballot. If you're a Democrat, they actually have two completely different ballots, even though they all have the same thing, but they specify Democrat or Republican on top for whatever fucking reason, which seems hinky in and of itself. If they all have the same information on it, you know, because otherwise you're saying, well, if you're... You know, because you can't put all just Republicans on Republican, all you know, because then you're, it's not fair. So each one has all categories, but for some reason one says Republican, registered, or Democrat, which is bullshit. So, yes, I agree. I think the government needs to step in and say, here's where we're going to do it. All these blank systems, there's no way of cheating. It, well, there is, there's always a way of cheating, but it, it greatly reduces the cheating. And so, uh, yeah, I voted and came home and um, started watching. The uh, polls. We're uh, going to do a real quick check. Gordon is our pollster. He's our our uh, our go-to guy, being the newsman. We're going to give you a quick rundown of where we stand right now, as far as the ballots coming in and the polls that are currently closed and or closing, and as the polls come in throughout the night. So I'm going to try to be as a nonpartisan sites as possible. So I'm using Yahoo and Google. There is a variation currently, according to Yahoo, the Dems are leading by one in the Senate. But there's no change because they uh, had 36 and the Republicans at 39. House is Republicans 126 to Dems 71. And governors, Dems are catching up 16 to 10. But if I flip over to Google, Google has um, – oh, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, 40 GOP and 39 Dems. So it's a little different. House, they've got 82 GOP and 47 Dems. So you can see that a lot of this is just as they get the news. Now, what is interesting on the Senate race is, let me go back one here, is the state of Ohio. Yes. Everywhere except for Cincinnati, Dayton, Columbus, Cleveland, and Toledo, and then a couple, one or two counties in the far southeast around Hocking Hills, and near Erie, Pennsylvania, has uh, got J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance is leading. Now, for those who uh, don't currently know. Currently by almost 100,000 votes. And for those who don't know, and I was one of them, Gordon was telling me before the show, J.D. Vance is actually the guy the story of um, Hillbillyology is based on. That's his life. Absolutely. I was surprised to see that Vermont already called it and a Republican took over Vermont. Now, keep in mind, this is home of Ben and Jerry's. This is home. They are extremely a liberal 
super left leaning, and the fact that their governor just they just picked up a Republican. Um, I'm looking at the ticker right now. Let's go Senate or Houses. Uh, I wanted to see the the governors. We know that um, DeSantis won Florida. Yep. Um, let me uh, squeeze in a little more here. Mike the fucking wine took Ohio, which is crazy because he was like a governor when we were in school, like in the nineties, wasn't he? Or was he a senator back then? He may have been a senator, but yeah, he. This is his second term, by the way. And it was crazy because earlier tonight he had already won the state, but Vance had not won the Senate. So it was going to be one of those weird issues where the governor was Republican, but the senator was going to be Democrat. But it looks like it's slowly starting to switch. Absolutely, uh, we are seeing. I, watching social media and all my, I don't even call them Republicans, but my Republican acquaintances are, are posting the red tide, right? Yeah, I think it's a little early for that. I mean, a little early for that. Although, I, when it comes that, to the uh, government, Joe Rogan put it best. He said the red tide's going to be like when the elevator opened in The Shining. Yeah, well, when it comes to, I think a lot of those are watching the gubernatorial races because those are being called and a lot of those are turning red. But as far as the the more important the Senate and the House, those they're too early to call yet. But the gubernatorial stuff, there are a lot more red coming out. Yeah, you won't even see uh, Nevada start coming out until about eight o'clock tonight Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, because the polls are still open, so they don't start counting until the polls closed. Actually, rephrase that. They don't start counting absentee ballots and mail-in ballots until the polls close at seven. And here in about twelve minutes, we're going to see another. Um, dump because mm. the next set of polls close in 12 minutes and 34 seconds but uh we'll we'll break back into that shortly um <laughs> i'm gonna do this real quick and now for the what's in your head podcast tiktok lesson of the week this woman she already had some kind of masculine features like deeper voice deeper whatever she decided to be a man because she wanted to see how men were treated not sex change an experiment she ended up killing herself after like a year and a half of this because she said she was treated so horribly by women that she couldn't even believe that this is how men lived and i was like no fucking way but i can see it i can see that you guys don't speak up you don't say the things that we need to hear because you're you want to love us you want to support us you want to be there for us but you guys are supposed to be you're supposed to be the strong one yeah. you're supposed to be these things and yet we've been fighting to be your equal fighting to be the alpha fighting to be and out of kindness you guys are stepping back but it's a losing war for both of us yeah and this yeah, has reality, been the what's yeah. in your head podcast tiktok lesson of the week well now if that sounds familiar women to have you the power they just a lot of them yeah behold the power of the pussy is the most next to eggs erroneous is Ernest told us it's the most powerful substance known to man. It's eggs erroneous and then pussy. But if that story sounds familiar, we talked about that on a podcast. She was a writer, a freelance Lance writer. She was a lesbian. And because she, you know, she's a lesbian and kind of the butch side, so she already kind of was playing a little bit of the male role a little bit in the relationship. And she thought it would be a good, good article, good sociology experience. And so she, and as you heard in there, she wasn't a trans. She literally just pretended to be a straight up dude. Kind of like that with some of those 80s movies, right? And she wrote this article. It got won all kinds of awards. And like six months after doing the experiment, she was so fucking depressed about how she was treated, you know, beat down and just completely shit on by women that she just 
it was too much for her. She couldn't handle it. And, and as a dude, she probably looked a little funky. So uh, that, that that probably put her into a a category where she wasn't um, desired as well, a guy. Well, let's be honest. Since 2004, when I moved to California, saw all the hot California chicks dating these super dumpy dudes. Dumpy dudes have kind of been in, in vogue for at least 10, 15 years. So she couldn't have that much I would have time. slayed it yeah, if it was the same way in, seven, in, in 93, not 73. I wasn't born yet. I don't think I did bad, but I would have slayed it. Yeah. So I went to a World War II event this weekend. It was at the uh, Florida Train Museum. It's been going on for I 20 years. It. I want to get a bitch, but all of them are gay now. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> oh, pal, got the time? Then. Man, y'all done lost your mind. So is everybody else, but I'm just cutting in line. Um. Hey, <laughs> hey, can you spare a buck or two? Fuck you, motherfucker. I need liquor, too. So The world's a cesspool. And I'm a piece of shit. All right. We're done. Um, so I went to this event and, and we've talked about it before. It's at the Florida Train Museum. It's where they it's one of the events that helps bring in the money. And the whole thing is is you show up and it's like a mystery tour mystery murder dinner without the mystery of the murder. And so Gordon, as a civilian, you and your wife and your kid, you would buy a train ticket because the train does move, and you would show up to the train museum and all you see is dudes walking around in German uniforms. There's a giant spot stick a flag hanging up they give you your well they would know right going into this yes. they buy their ticket yes. what this is all about yes if they read the pamphlet and the whole timeline is you're in nazi occupied france you're a french civilian and you're being rounded up to be forced into german work camps now we're not going to say you're not going to, into a concentration camp but you're sending down to factories to make munitions and uniforms and all this bullshit Mm-hmm. And so as you get on the train, you know, they're giving you your papers and they're telling you what's what and they're yelling at you and treating you like shit. And the train goes down the line. It stops to get out to execute a prisoner. Airborne comes out the skirmish. Airborne loses. Germans take some more prisoners. They get on the end of the line. Allies are there. We have a skirmish. Allies kick their ass, get on the train, capture their captain. And as the train's going back, Art and the captain of the, the Germans that are having a an improv thing. It's scripted. They... Include a history they get from each train, and they act out five, ten-minute session and go on down the line. About three or four years ago, we had, when Antifa was all over the news, we had threats of Antifa coming to start shit, which they don't do because this is Florida, and they don't fuck around Florida. But we did hire armed security for that event. Nothing happened. No harm They would truly learn the meaning of the phrase, fuck around and find out. Well, this weekend, before the event, I didn't know because I really am not on Facebook much, um, some douchebag went on there and said, oh, what are you guys going to do? Have a cattle car and show them killing off Jews, you anti-Semites? Well, just so happens to be the woman who organizes this is Jewish. So that's out the window. So we already had to do damage control on that. You're stupid. And apparently on Saturday, as the train was gone, a few of the German reenactors stayed back. Keep an eye on stuff. And some Karen pulls up off the street, starts taking pictures of this. The 16-foot-tall swastika flag. What is this? What's going on? Is this a Klan rally? Now, keep in mind, this event's been going on at the same location for 20 fucking years. She must be new to it town. It is a World War II reenactment. So the Germans said, no, this is World War II reenactment. We're here to teach people history, yada, yada, yada. Well, this still is But okay. history is only told by the victors. So she took the pictures and left so she can go post them online, talking about whole you know, the, the racist the train museum is, and it's just like fucking Christ. But I say all that to say this, on very minimum details, two, three guys I know I've been doing reenacting with 
for years. They've done the Fort Morgan events and the Marine Corps events. One of them is a fire chief in a local district, not in Lee County, but a surrounding area that they brought him down for a week on Fort Myers Beach right after the fucking storm. And one of his buddies is an EMT, works for the same fire department. He got sent down here for a week right after the fucking storm. So I get there Friday night after work, and we do what we always do when there's no one around. We get shit-faced drunk. And these two guys are beyond shit-faced drunk. There's moonshine, there's schnapps, there's all kinds of fun. They they three sheets to the wind? They're like nine. Nine. And someone in the party, amongst their party, asked me, how'd you fare in the hurricane? To which one of these two gentlemen said, we are not here to talk about the fucking hurricane. Long story short, these guys were nine sheets to the wind because what they saw when it came to dead bodies, they were literally had PTSD and they were there to drink it off. That's how bad things are on Fort Myers Beach that you don't see in the news. Now, these guys aren't rookies. These guys have been to plenty of car accident scenes. Have This wasn't their first time seeing dead bodies, but the amount and the conditions in which they were in. And they didn't, ex- they didn't explain this. Just seeing the look on their face and the fact that they didn't even want to bring the fucking hurricane up. And them telling me I spent two weeks on that island and I'm here to forget. Told me everything I need to fucking know. So... If you guys want to know how bad it was on that island for those first responders, two seasoned guys who's been doing this for 10, 15 years were far drunker than the rest of us there because they were dealing with what they had to deal with and see during two weeks post-Hurricane Irma. Ivan, Ian, whatever the fuck his name is. There's so many, it's hard to remember their names, right? Oh, by the way, election update. Republicans have lost two states from the governor's race. One would be Colorado and one would be Massachusetts. I'm I'm surprised they had them to begin with. Colorado has gone definitely a, a little more blue. Well, every uh, since ever since Colorado legalized marijuana, they have gone hardcore blue because you know, a lot of the people who didn't want to deal with the California crowds went there because it's prettier. And they can live the same lifestyle. One J.D. Th- Vance is now close to, it's 53.4% to 46.6%. He is the lead is actually growing to almost 200,000 votes. One of the first things they did is they, and keep in mind, folks, this is a state where you could easily walk out your driveway and be confronted by a moose, a wolf, a panther, or a crackhead. And they really throttled, they strapped down on their gun laws. And so that surprise that's not surprising me at all. I mean, if you would have said list eight states that you think would go re- uh, blue, that would be one of them. Right. I don't think their gun laws is as strict as you think because a lot of these these guys out there like Fieldcraft Survivalists based out, you know, they live there. I mean, a I lot know, but, of them based well, out of Denver Utah is too. one of them though. Denver's really well, Denver. Good. Yeah, any population center, you know. Yeah, so Denver, you know, a lot of those votes going to come out of Denver. So that does not surprise me at all. But it'll be interesting to see. Like I know they're talking about down here, and we saw a little bit during the the first when Trump ran um, here in Florida. The the progressives were shocked that the Cuban immigrants, Miami, basically has gone red, and that's like the first time ever. Because as we know, Hispanics tend to vote Democrat, but you know all the ones came here. They came here for a reason, 
right? We often oh, say we have to say you don't go to Burger King and order a Big Mac. Well, these guys came here to get away from super progressive policies, super communist countries. I mean, after a lot, of, especially the Cubans, they they put they literally put their lives in danger to float nine hundred miles to land. So the last thing they want to do is incorporate the same policies. And tonight, you know. Four uh, four years later, plus you know, six years later, you had four years of Trump, and then the two years for uh, Biden. Six years later, the trend is continuing. Um, so Florida, Miami, you know, because once again, it's usually Miami, Tampa, and Orlando will be a little more blue, and then the rest of the states red. Well, my uh, Miami's turning a lot more red now, and so that's interesting to see. Did you hear about Putin's chef acknowledging that he's been messing with elections in the United States and will continue to do so? Oh, it doesn't surprise me. You know, he's also the head of the, or was the head of the Wagner group. Oh, those assholes. I did hear that um, some quote unquote, an insider came out and said Putin's fighting, I think both cancer and MS, both. He actually, some, I'll have to Google it. I, well, how old is he? Isn't he a similar age to Biden? See, Biden's 79. <laughs> 70. Okay, he's nine years younger. Vladimir Putin fighting cancer and Parkinson's disease as the as of six days ago. That may have been why he was gripping the table so hard. And I was at an event and someone said, well, why is that a bad thing? I'm like, because when you have a megalomaniac who knows he's dying, there's nothing, there's no boundaries too far for him. Well, again, listening to Tulsi Gabbard, I think if she still was a Democrat, she would have been one I'd vote for if I had the opportunity because she's level-headed. Um, What's up, Morgan Long? We are so close to nuclear war, it's scary. Let's change yeah, the problem is, is our government isn't even admitting it. They're, they're like, whatever. Nothing, it'll be just a tactical nuke, <laughs> whatever. So she brings up stuff like uh, Ronald Reagan and, and how he, he really understood it and how, how JFK really understood it and Everybody today is just kind of blowing it off. Like, ah, whatever. Nobody's going to do nothing. You know, and you hear that in regular life, right? Yep. Going around, people, you know, talk about some things. You worry about that. You know, some things that's kind of, been out, ah, nothing's ever going to happen. Nothing's ever going to happen with that. Guess what? Nothing happens until it happens. It's all the Jews that, you know, what's the old saying? First they came for the, the homosexuals and one thing. And then they came for the the retards and want a thing, then they came for the Jews and want a thing. Well, at a certain point, it became a thing, depending on what side of the fence you're standing on. Um, yep. But we're going to change up a little bit. I think it was an episode ago, you laid down the challenge a short eight days ago. You said to me, Oh, yeah. Let's give an update on that. Uh, I'm so uh, actually well, today for, was strong. Well, for people today, who, day for, was stronger. Hold on, than... for people who weren't here, I, I set it up for you. Eight days ago, you said to me, well, we all, I, I started with, and thank God we didn't go down this route, is a 100 push-up-a-day challenge for November, and it's because I was kind of aping something I saw out there. Mm-hmm. And then we had a little discussion. And, and, and I, and I told 50, you, because, because as you and, guys know, I've been dicking around with the physical fitness stuff for years, and I've seen Instagram stuff, and I tried the 100 thing a day. And 100 push-ups a day is not hard. It's 100 push-ups a day by day eight. You're like, fuck my life, because <laughs> your body's sore. So, but we settled on 60. Yes. I think 60, that's three sets of 20 throughout the day. Or, Nothing big. or whatever numeric number you wish yeah. to do. If you want to do five, I like to 10. keep it easy. Keep it simple, stupid. It I do too. And, and I try to get as most, I guess these coming up. I try to get most of them done in the morning so mm-hmm. that I have a, a good time of rest, uh, recovery between my last set and my first set. Um, day eight, 
I not only have I been keeping up on it, I did get some weird looks. A little less weird looks at a World War II event than you would get, like, say, in a supermarket. But let's just say, out of all the living histor- historians that weekend, I was the only one shirtless in a cow pasture pushing up, doing push ups. Yeah, waiting for the man, train you were really getting into that role playing. Yeah. So, um, so was I right, though? Squad doing it. Was I right, though? Eight days in, you're starting to. It's. I. So I feel stronger today on day eight than I did over the weekend because keep in mind on Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, I also go to the gym. Yes, which I did tonight too. Which I modified. Friday is chest day for me, which I modified. I dropped the flies and just stuck with the uh, the bench press. Um, and I'm actually modifying further because I've gained a lot of muscle, but I've also balanced. It kind of plateaued out on the weight loss. Uh, so we, three days ago, went back to no sugar, no grains. Uh, and believe me, just in three days, and are we at 100%? No, we're about 90. Uh, I feel a lot less bloated. My belt got even, I had to cinch it out in even more. So It's that's, funny that's you say good. that because I'll eat or I'll try not to eat or I will eat. And then Josh brings some in. We get we have bread peat. But people look at me and they say, yeah, I, I can't do foot push-ups. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a fat guy that's a little more athletic than people want to believe. The only issue I am concerned with, and you've heard me talk about it before, is I blew this shoulder out. Yep. This shoulder, well, for a couple of years, I could feel the rotator cuff not being up to snuff Mm -hmm. on my right shoulder, so I am kind of monitoring that a little. That's Uh, why I said instead of doing your widespread, bring your elbows in, bring your arms down. I've been switching it up a little bit. That way you're... I've now, been switching it hold up on, a I'm little put a pause bit because to you, give some relief. I'm going to put a pause real quick. You're talking about swelling up eating bread. We have a German bakery called Bread Piet. Now, if you say the German accent and say it fast, it sounds like you're saying Brad Piet. Brad Piet. Brad Pitt. They intentionally Brad did that. And they have the world's best pretzels and pretzel bread. Well, pretzels did come out of Deutschland. If and I so, remember. like today, Josh brought me a pretzel roll, and after I ate it, I, I, too, I started feeling like I was swelling up. I felt bloated. I was like, God, I love these pretzel breads, but I got to stop eating them. So, yeah, it's weird how bread has an effect on you. Well, and I told Katina, I was like, you feel a lot better the last few days? Even though, I mean, I, I have I had a little bit of sugar? Yes, not much. It's usually in the form of a peanut butter on a spoon, one. Natural, not the bullshit. Uh, it's the Adam's natural, not the other bullshit. The Adam's Natural, let's, let me segue here. I literally had to take it out of the glass jar. Yes, glass jar. Put it into the Ninja Food Processor. Stir it up. Put it back in and throw it in the fridge so it won't separate. Why? Because it's too oily? It'll separate. It'll separate real quick. And kinda then you like go to stir it. Cream. It's real thick at the bottom. You can't get in there. Yeah, kind of like sour cream does. Well, this is much worse and much. It's like cement in the bottom, how, how hard it sets up when it separates. Yeah. And so. And then. But yeah, uh, if, have I surprised you so far? Yeah, um, it's funny you say you changed things up because obviously since the storm I haven't gone to the gym because I've been doing two hours of physical fitness in the backyard by digging up fucking concrete footers. And, got his, uh, he's got his, uh, and pla- his rip costume on out there and, doing post and playing <laughs> post, and then I have uh, repetitive stress syndrome from casting my fishing rod every goddamn day. My elbow's sore plus the kayaking. So tonight was the first now, time. Now, hold on. If you were to tell somebody back in 1975 or earlier, hell, even the 80s, that you got repetitive stress fit, uh, syndrome from fishing, what would they say to you? They'd say, what the hell is repetitive pussy. stress syndrome? Oh, you're talking about tennis elbow. Yes, tennis elbow. Um, well, most people who fish, fish on weekends. 
Because mm-hmm. not everybody lives within a mile of five different fucking boat ramps. Now that daylight savings has come and fucked everything up, I can't go fishing after work because I got an hour of sunlight. Time I load up the kayak and eat dinner, it's, it's a fucking waste of time. Don's going to go into withdrawals. But in the summertime, I can fish until 9 o'clock at night because it doesn't get dark till 9. And so mm-hmm. when you're doing this 3,000 times a day, plus doing this, you know, because it's not a canoe where you're doing this, it's a kayak paddle. So between the kayaking, the fishing, the doing this, and <laughs> rebuilding your fences, my Dude, arms switch hands. Man. My arms are, are pretty well worn in. And so tonight I took Carrie to PT. And so I went to the gym and we got there early. So I actually did like a full 45 minutes at the gym. But I too, I started doing my normal routine. I'm like, my arms are, my arms have already been getting enough workout from doing it. So I, I too modified my, I started doing more, um, still arms, but less biceps and, and chest and more like lat pull downs and, uh, yes. bench presses. And, well, bench presses are kind of the same with push ups. But, and so I, yeah. I did adjust. I actually did 20 minutes on the, on the treadmill. Press which I did 10 minutes before working out that I had 10 minutes at the end because my knee is still freezing up a little bit like Carrie's has been doing. Um, I find, and I did some time on my bike yesterday too. And so I'm trying to get back into my fitness stuff. I have actually changing. And so normally and full I disclosure, go, I'm I, trying I hit, to, I get the gym about, about four forty five in the morning on Wednesdays and Fridays. Thank God I'm off um, veterans day this week. So I can focus on it. But then I usually got like an hour before I hit the showers, you know, by the time I get ready, everything else, it seems like it's less than an hour. Actually, my tracker says it's only a half hour, uh, which I don't get. But uh, I'm going to basically, because I still end up getting work about a half hour or so early, I'm going to do 45 minutes of elliptical. I get off the stairway to hell for a little while at, at the lousy 15 minutes jack up the elliptical so I can have my heart rate up longer and then focus on lighter lifting right now. It's funny. I was talking to a guy at work who's also on the same um, program as me. Yes, you could probably call it a cheat, but it's not. It just gets me where I should be. Um, he said, no, don't stop lifting. You need to get that pump. I'm like, well, I'm not going to stop lifting, but for this month, I'm going to change up because I need to cut weight, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I could be, I don't need to get heavier. That's bad on my joints. It's bad on my seats. It's bad on my everything else, you know? And you really don't realize that until you think about the fat people who used to sit sit in their cars back when we were teenagers and how their seats looked. Yeah. Uh, Which means that they actually do make them better now. But, uh, yeah, no, everything, um, yeah, we're just trucking along with the the workout. And and as I said, I told Katina today, I said, you've, and I may have said it already, but, hey, you feel it. You feel how much better? Yeah. I said, yep. hold on to that feeling. Yep. Hold on to that feeling. He and, could, you know, uh, it'll keep you motivated. He could have been easily busting my balls because that's what we do at World War II events. And he's a young cat. And he saw me doing push-ups. But at the Sunday, I'm loading up my truck. And I have I have these Navy 50 cow cans. Actually, they're bigger than that. And one of them has my tent in it, my blankets. The other two, the other one has full wool blankets. And the one has my, my uh, food and stuff. So that one... I'm in my camp. I don't have to hide shit. Everything's just in cans. And so I was lifting up, putting my truck. He's like, wow, muscles. So he could have been busting my ass and watched me doing pull-up, push-ups, or maybe my arms are starting to redevelop. Because I, back when I worked at the radio station, I was going to the gym twice a day. My arms were pretty decently defined, and then I stopped going to the gym when I started definition. running. That actually looks like a muscle. And so, but my elbow is, my elbow is sore again, and my wrist was hurting this morning. But it's weird, because I, I get up at 5, 40 in the morning. I, I bust out a quick 15. 
and like why not, uh, why not the extra five? I mean, you're down there. That's why I look it's at it. It's fucking early. I just woke up, and I had to do my push-ups in the closet. What? I have to do my push. That explains why the 15 now, because there ain't no fucking room. Well, because if I do them in the room, Bailey fucking gets my face. So are your feet sticking out of the closet? No, I actually have a decent sized walk-in closet. I can, um, but I have to shut the door because Bailey will get up in my face and it's too hard to do push-ups when you got a dog licking your your face. Are your feet at least under some of the racks that clothes would hang? No, my, my, my room is big enough. My closet is big enough that I can. I okay. could lay down and have four feet before I get. So I have to do it in the closet. But anyhow, I, I, I do as soon as I wake up. And then, like, when you when you challenged me to this, I got out Google Maps. I posted, like, I just chose four random times during the day. Mm-hmm. And I just hit repeat for the entire month. And so as soon as I get up, I do 15. When I get to work at 7 o'clock, I do 20. And then I do 15 at lunch. And then I think I do twenty again. Somehow the math works then out. It leaves you another ten left, I think, to do or yeah. five left to do. And like I think last night I went ten over. I think I did like seventy yesterday. But that's what I was yeah, gonna I ask counted you. That as, ooh, he went over. That's he what I was gonna there. ask you. If things continue, now of course we're only eight days in. By fucking day t- nineteen and a half, we might like <gasps> Or I may have blown out my shoulder yes. and I gotta go get surgery. But at, if, if things maintain the way they are, I'm thinking maybe for December we bump it up to eighty. I think we're gonna need a month rest. Maybe well, January. 1st. I'm afraid if we, maybe I, one I, week. I one thought week. about that. I thought about that. Maybe a week, but I'm afraid if we go a month, we're going to lose progress. So I was thinking maybe instead of jumping to eighty, we back it down to like thirty for a week or two or a month, and then jump up to eighty. We'll I'm see. afraid if we stop we'll, cold yeah, we'll turkey. See how shoulder does. It's funny because uh, I just don't want to lose progress because I would kind of yes. like to. I would like to if we can successfully. You know, maybe take a week off or maybe bump it down to 30 or 20 for a month just to maintain the movement. Or do 30 a day for six months. To keep our, well, I'm thinking if maybe we bump down to 20 for December because it's the holidays mm-hmm. just to keep our the rust off. And then maybe January bump it to 80. Maybe by February we can actually get to that 100 a day. Now, yeah, did you, uh, did you have the we'll, foresight we'll to take a slightly embarrassing photo of yourself in your underwear before this whole thing started? I already have one. Because the first thing I Actually, did on I don't have my underwear, I think I'm nude, but there's a towel block and all the first in the parts. month. I took a, a slightly embarrassing, overweight picture of myself because I'm interested to see if there's a noticeable difference. And you said, "Well, you guys go to the gym as well." Yeah, but we went to the gym prior to doing the additional sixty a day. So well, and, I did, but I I wasn't. But I, I had some physiological problems that was keeping me from actually doing what I needed to do. Yes, but you also said you have adjusted your so it's not like you're doing sixty day plus getting additional arm strength because you've removed the arms from your routine because you're already getting No, no, arms are still there. Uh the chest, the extra chest exercises are not. But yeah, so I'm gonna take a picture at day probably fifteen and then another one at yes. thirty and see if I can see a progress. And um but yeah. Hey, you know how you're not a fan of T-Mobile? No, I'm not. Bastard. See what this is? Oops. Is that a new Google Pixel? Nope. This is the S22 Ultra. Guess where I got it from? Verizon? Best Buy. Unlocked. Oh, nice. So they traded in my S21 Ultra for $900. Wow. So between two phones, we paid 300 and something bucks. Because I, I have the S21 Plus. So the S22 Ultra is basically the Note. It's got this. This thing is pretty fucking cool. There's a fella who was at the event. 
he had mm-hmm. the have you seen it it's not the one that folds like a like a clamshell it actually opens like up book. like a yes. fucking miniature tablet i looked at that and i'm a little concerned with the uh Screen breaking at some point. Well, it's not that it breaks; it bubbles in the middle. But what I found out is the reason it bubbles in the middle is actually the screen protector that they automatically put on that bubbles. It gets dust under it. Well, what's interesting, and I was explaining to him, and he already knew this. Basically, all he's doing is when that thing opens up, it does the same thing that these phones do that we've talked about in the past. Where if you get, it just turns it into a tablet. If like you can take your phone right now, and I have one at work. Go on Amazon, for those of you who don't know who have Android phones, not that you would do it. You could very well do this. If, you like, if you're like, if you an Ubuntu user or a Linux user, and you probably already know this, but if you don't, go on Amazon and get you a C-USB-C to a HDMI adapter, and they usually have a USB port on, port on it as well. Plug it in your phone. As soon as you plug that in and plug that into a TV and or monitor, your phone turns into a desktop computer. Oh, that's awesome. You, have you never done that? Not yet, but I'll tell you what. You know this stylus here? Yep. You see that button? Yep. The, the little button right here? That's so you can use your camera. You set it up. That's cool. But yeah, if you take if you get the adapter, it plugs in your charging port, and it has an HDMI mm-hmm. and a USB so you can plug keyboard and mouse into it. And mm-hmm. you plug it in. It literally launches a, looks just like a Linux box. It has a desktop, and you have a mouse keyboard, and you can literally use this thing like a fucking laptop. Well, and this being the Ultra, they say what it is is supposed to be the highest of everything they've got, minus the folding screen. So I will have to try it sometime. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah. But yes, looking, it's interesting because we traded in and he marked our phones as un, uh, unlocked. So I don't know if they were technically not supposed to be on a carrier, but uh, dude took care of us, man. And sure. it's a Black Friday sale that runs until like the end of this month. Fantastic. Joining us live from the Digital 410 Las Vegas Political News Desk, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? Doing all right. So J.D. Vance is now almost 300000 ahead. I think they're going to call it soon because they're at 68% reporting, and I know some other areas, they called it at like 60%. So Fun fact. He's when now they winning 53.9% to 46.1%. Fun fact for those of you who are new to political, when they call it, you know who they are? AP. It's actually just the people that Fox News will call it on their yeah. own. CNN and will it's call based it on, on their own. His- historical yeah. uh, deals. but uh, Which is kind of what got Trump pissed off because they were calling it for Biden long before his votes came in. And that's yeah, kind of where the whole I'm not a big fan thing. of them really calling this stuff this far ahead. I think uh, I think when you're, you got like, See, Florida right now has 89% reporting. Okay, now I think you can call it. Yeah. Which but Marco like Rubio, earlier, they uh, were at like 8%. Dimmings. They are calling it at 8%. It's like there's only 8% of the vote in. What's interesting is Florida, as red as it is, they did get a, 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 a Generation Z guy as allegedly one out of um, Orlando, Maxwell something. Doesn't right. surprise me. It's gunner. fucking Orlando. It's fucking Orlando. Well, got to keep in mind, that's where the Pulse, night, the Pulse nightclub shooting was, was in Orlando. Yep. So we got all that going on. Um, I predicted yesterday that we're going to see claims of voter frauds from both sides. Well, yeah, they've already been saying it, Arizona, because Arizona, as of this morning, is like, our machines are fucked up. Right. And, that's <laughs> and they're, wanting to, do a, I'm sure they're wanting to do a hand seeing, count already. Like, what? Yeah, I'm sure you're going to start seeing some on the left. And it's going to be like, oh, wait, I thought that voter fraud didn't exist. 
Well, you know, when Putin chef comes out and says he's messing with the elections. Oh, there was already you know, a TikTok. The FBI of... said that there was no election fraud. Well, then maybe the FBI is, uh, sucks or the, the people who's doing the frauding uh, is good enough at covering their tracks. I saw TikTok already tonight. It was a screen capture from CNN and it had Stuart Smalley talking about, well, I'm afraid that if the Republicans win, they're going to. Say it outright. Say, do what you guys have been doing for the last two years. But he wouldn't say that. He's, it's going to be ugly. They're going to go after Biden's son. I saw that, too, investigation. Then, you, know, you mean, yeah, like you the investigation whole, you fuckers have been doing for the last two years. Tit you, for tat, dick. What is it? You hear this whole, uh, you know, we're going to lose our democracy. That's been the rallying cry of the Dems on this election Well, that's because they have nothing like, to run on. They can't run on the economy. They can't run on the border. They can't run that on abortion and um, that's it. Oh, I love uh, the fact, too, that Nancy Pelosi's like, I'm going to decide whether or not I'm going to retire based on the fact that my husband got beat up by his gay prostitute. Oh, they didn't include that part. No, Nancy. You mean the homeless guy? No, Nancy. You're going to wait until the elections are over, and then once you see that you're no longer the House Majority Leader, then you're going to fucking retire. It has nothing to do with your husband being beat up. Well, speaking of ancient creatures like Nancy Pelosi, a T-Rex skull, probably about the same age, Unearthed in South Dakota, will be auctioned South where? in New York. Huh? South where? It was out of South Kadota. I'm Kedota, sorry. Yeah, Don. South Kadota. Out of New York via the AP. New the T-Rex skull unearthed in South Dakota is expected South to sell where? for how much would you? South where? Please. Huh? South where? Say that again. You said South Kadota. Kadota. Sorry. No, it's fucking Dakota, you retards. Kadota. Um how much do you think this thing is expected to sell for? It is T Rex skull. Yes, but that's two hundred pounds. With the nickname Maximus. Okay. It's not Star Wars paraphernalia. It's that not, has it's not movie paraphernalia. Wounds in the skull, which means it probably died in a battle. Um most museums don't pay for stuff. They get things donated to them. Yeah, on the private market. So I want to say... guy that had just won the $2 billion two in guys, Powerball... Two guys won in California, but um, I haven't checked. Oh, okay, they, they shared a ticket. Um, There's going to be a lawsuit there, I'm sure. Or two guys just happened to pick the same fucking numbers when you got that many people. I thought it was playing. one ticket. They said know. one ticket. Okay, possibly. Um, I'm going to say $45,000. Fifteen million or more. Really? Who's going to pay for that? Because it's not the guy it's not who won star- two billion dollars. Yeah, I guess, and then they'll turn it to an ashtray. In New York next month, according to the officials with Sotheby's. Sotheby's. Uh, oh. Yes. So the two hundred. Which, by the way, um, Lloyd's of London, the people who've known for insuring uh, bitches' legs and lips and shit in Hollywood. If you could uh, fucking maybe cut me a check for my roof, that'd be awesome. You fucking limey bastards. Back to you, Gordon. Aren't they the ones who are still paying for that? They're the ones who insure cargo ship full of expensive European cars that sunk. Yeah, they insure all the. You know, they're the ones you always hear. Oh, did you? They all they insure the uninsured or bull. Well, that you always hear the stories. Oh, Halle Berry insured her legs for three billion dollars to Lloyd's. Yeah, them. So when it comes to celebrities' legs and lips, they'll they'll cut a uh, check for quick. But when it comes to a bunch of Floridians who got their ass kicked in a hurricane, I still waiting on my fucking uh, claim number. So needless to say. And I am sorry to hear that you're waiting on your claim number, but I bet you're in line with thousands of others. And and I try um, to remind Carrie that, and that's why I've been rebuilding my fence. It's like I, yeah. I, I, you know, I think about. 
Stay your fucking receipts. Well, not only that, but I, I can't imagine my, you know, Paul Paul sitting around waiting for someone to come fix his no. fence, or Uncle Wayne waiting for someone to come fix his fence. Nope. No, you you'll gotta fix post it and then you'll get the money back. Go get some fucking concrete and get to work. So the two hundred pound skull fossil named Maximus is being sold on December the 9th by an owner who wishes to remain anonymous, according to the auction house. He stole it from some That's Native because, Americans. you know, I've you get all these Yellowstone. left people say, you're works. trying to profit off of this poor dinosaur's remains. No, he wants to be anonymous because he stole it from an Indian kid off the reservation. I know yeah, how it works. I, I saw Yellowstone. I'm sure there's history attached to that skull. The skull was excavated in 2020 and 2021, so apparently it, it was at the end of 2020, beginning 2021, and in, in Harding County, South Dakota. South Dakota. Where other T-Rex skeletons like Sue and Stan were found. Do what now? There was other T-Rex skulls. They named Sue and Stan. This guy got Maximus, which, you know, Sue and Stan's kind of looking like chumps. Because they didn't get a cool enough name. According to Cassandra, <laughs> sure Stan loves to hear that. Cassandra Hatton <laughs> of uh, Sotheby's, head of science and popular culture. She called the area the world's capital for T Rexes. Most of the rest of the T Rex remains were destroyed over time by, well, erosion because, well, Earth happens. But Sotheby's experts say that the skull was a major find. According to Hatton, when you think about it, more people can find, fit a skull in their home than people can fit in a whole dinosaur. So right there leads you to say, okay. Yes, but it's 200 fucking pounds. Collector. So either A, you got to go to Home Depot and get some day laborers and move that shit in, or B, you got to rent a fucking Oh, no, the guy jack. buying that, he's going to have a contractor build a whole display in their entry foyer, and it's probably got a grand staircases around it. Major lights. Now, if you're oh, the yeah, type of person who has a foyer, does that mean you have a Davenport? Well, anything is a foyer. Any entrance to a house is a foyer, as yes. we called it in Ohio. Foyer. But not every buffet is a Davenport. We also referred back back in the day, those little, you know, those keyless, um, those keyless lights, the little, either they're plastic now, but the porcelain with the light bulb in it. Well, back in Ohio, we referred that to that as a West Virginian chandelier. A sconce? No, just the, like the little service light over top in your in your basement. If you had a basement, the little click click, oh. you pulled on it. You know, it's just a light bulb. I thought you were talking about the sit the ceiling titty I have uh, on my front porch. No, no, no. It's even worse. That little light bulb on a base is called a West Virginia chandelier. And I'm not <laughs> a sorry for the people of West Virginia. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway, needless to say, we're going to move on. Cause trouble, hurt someone's feelings. Yet he didn't want to do it. Yes, troublesome people are often people in trouble. They may be <laughs> mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. Moist. Hey, why? Officials warn of slick, smelly, chicken, awful smell. Awful spelled O-F-F-A-L. Which is actually, as a little etymology goes, is, that like, is you an word for awful. He done run off. Paducah, Kentucky. Kentucky officials on Friday warned motorists to avoid portions of U.S. Highway 62 where chicken offal, that is the guts, the hearts, the lungs, gizzard. all the stuff that we call offal because we ain't going to eat. Unless it's gizzard and my dad will eat that shit up left and right. He still yep. eats chicken gizzard. Oh, so does my day. wife. She, she'll eat beef tongue. Uh, of course, I, my, my thing is, you know why I don't 
we don't have to eat that shit anymore. Uh, it's a delicacy in some countries. Well, I don't live in that country. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Beef Although tongue. It is probably technically healthier for us. I know, but beef tongue is like the one body part, with the exception of the whole head, that looks like the part in which you say it is. You know, now you probably have to slice it up real thin. It's, uh, it don't look like a loaf of tongue. <laughs> I heard it's, pretty it's the good, best thing since last tongue. I don't know if it tastes like fucking the fatty gristle on a bone. Yummy. I was talking to some fucking little. Uh, I think it'd dick. probably be closer to filet mignon because it is mignon because it is straight up all muscle, no fat. I was talking to some dingle dick at the reenactment, and he was talking about how he don't like the fatty gristle on a pork chop in or steak. I'm like, that's where all the fucking flavors, you pussy. Closer to the bone, the sweeter the meat. Kind of like the old Dennis Lurie joke talking about cigarettes. You smoke it down the butt because that's all that where all the heroin's at. Only us real smokers know that. All them proud smokers now who became vapors. Anyway, the Culbert City Fire Department is attempting to wash the waste material off the highway. Uh, The Kentucky Transportation Cabinet wrote. Ain't nothing a little goo gone won't fix. On a Facebook post on Friday, KYTC Marshall County Maintenance will apply salt to the roadway. Why? Because what goes well with awful is a little bit of seasoning. Uh, to enhance traction and cut down on slick smelling, smelly coating on the why pavement. Why wouldn't you use Dawn? I mean, seriously, why wouldn't you use Dawn? Nothing cuts grease better than Dawn, right? I mean, if it's good but enough it's for the oil. It's not the grease they're trying to necessarily cut. It's the slime from the actual chicken parts. I know, but if the slime's on the road, you put some Dawn and maybe a little lime, uh, a little lime on there and but not not mm. lime is in the squirt squirt, but lime is in the shit you put in your outhouses. It is Kentucky after all, the privy capital of the world. I'm sure there's plenty of lime about. Oh, bad mouth our home state, sir. I'm not. I'm saying it's the privy capital of the world. By those who still live there. I'll be there. Have fun on your trip. I'll by be the way. there in three days. Uh, to avoid the smell of getting chicken waste on your vehicle, you should avoid this area according to the road posts. You ever smell the smell of a deer after you hit it and its body parts all clung to a hot exhaust manifold and a catalytic converter? Bet it smells mighty ripe. Yeah, that's something. Okay. Last story. Last story. Has to do with election. Election. In the state of California. California. But I bet it ain't gonna go the way you think. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Again, by the AP, because that's where all news used to get their news. Including places like 610 WTVN back in the 90s. A powerful storm pounded California with rain and snow on Tuesday leaving one person dead and two others missing after they were swept away by floodwaters in a canal. Meanwhile, in Sacramento County, a tornado touched down. Oh, shit. They probably think it's in the times. They're just waiting for some earthquakes now. The National Weather Service said the tornado touched down at about 1.40 p.m., located a few miles outside of the town of Galt. Yes, G-A-L-T, Galt. 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 What was that? Galt's? Uh, Galt's Gulch was the name of it in Atlas Shrug. Yep, I knew you were going to go there. NBC affiliate KCRA, located in Sacramento, reported that a tin roof on a barn was blown off tin and took down utility roof. Hmm, sounds like just a day in fucking Florida to me. Love shot, baby, love no other shot. damage was reported. Storm. If that was the worst out of this story, yeah, I right. regret even telling you guys. 
the stormy weather raised concerns if it's going to keep people from voting on election day. Yes, we had the same thing here. Uh-huh. Oh my God, it's going to rain. People may not go vote. <gasps> Dude, it's rain. Yeah, and you know, and I'll say that same thing. And affected some areas. Hold on, in Southern California. Little, current. Pause that yes. real quick. Um, I did a TikTok showing how long the line was, and people are like, well, no wonder no one goes vote. It's like, you know what? If standing in line for two hours is your fucking line of too much effort to do something to potentially make your life better, then perhaps your life shouldn't be better, you fucking lazy-ass pricks. Get out off your fucking ass and go stand in line. Or it's two hours or four hours. If line's concerned, you go and vote early. Yes, I know. There's a lot of Republicans that say, make sure you go on the last day for some godly reason. I have no idea why. I'm sure they're just still the ones who think that uh, you know everything was frauded. Yes, you heard it right. I do not back the far right, nor do I back the far left. I guess that just makes me confused. So these in Southern California, in a current, in Southern California, a current in a canal in the city of Ontario. Fantastic writing, AP. That's Swept six people away. I bet they rewrote that five times too. Killing one. According to the Ontario Fire Department, three others were rescued by firefighters. I bet you half of them, if not all, were homeless because that's what happens here in Vegas. They all hang out in the flood canals, especially under the under the roads. Yep. And then when a big storm comes through, we usually end up with a couple of rescues. Uh, flood. Three others were rescued by firefighters and were being treated at a nearby hospital. Crews contained or continued. I'm sorry, I've had a little Don't too much you this evening to. Uh, to search for two others amid the downpour, the heavy rain drenched Orange County, where several very close U.S. House races could be determined on which party controls Congress because, you know, rain's going to keep people away. Then they don't need to vote. Fuck them. I bet it's the people who have to take the bus and they want to stand in the I rain. still have the same stance I've had four or five years ago. I don't believe in the, hey, go vote. Fuck you. Your phones have been blown up. Your email's been blown up. Your fucking every other your YouTube mailbox has been loaded with more every other YouTube video you've seen ever. Every Spotify advertisement. Yeah, I thought you all were environmentalists. Every, Why are there a bunch of dead trees in my mailbox? Every Pandora commercial has been about the elections. If you don't know it's the election time, I don't need to tell you to go vote because you're going to be ignorant. And if you and don't have an ID and I uninformed, sorry, I don't know. I think you've had a lot of bad decisions in your life, and I don't think that's a good enough. You can quite make that jump. Yes, that will offend some people and say that I'm a jerk because everybody's got a right to vote. But if you can't keep your life at a basic level, I mean, there's some states like Ohio that require you to have an ID just to walk around on the streets. I've been pulled over many a times as a passenger in a vehicle in the state of Ohio where I've had to produce my ID. I've been skateboarding down the street. Once you're over the age of 16 in the state of Ohio, you have to have state-issued ID to show who you are. Yes, it's for the safety of people. (laughs) I was standing in line like, be sure to have your ID in hand when you get inside to shorten the line, which I said. So like, right now, J.D. Vance I my is leading out. by 54 to 46%. I think they could call it. It's 74% reporting. Nice. I pulled my wallet out. I said, I guess you don't want my concealed carry permit. <laughs> Pull my ID out instead. I almost used that for my ID at the um, Dick's last resort. I don't know how I feel about this. The, the chick running from District 4, her and her cuckolded husband were talking to folks 
Now, why is he cuckold? Because he looked at me and said I scared him for some reason. Do you know what a cuckold is? Yes. It is. It's a bird. Huh? It's a bird. No, it's not a bird. Well, that's what, what the, is a cuckold? That's where the phrase the bird, the I think it's the cuckoo bird. One of the two. It's a cuckoo bird or another bird. They actually lay their eggs in another bird's nest, and then that other bird then incubates their eggs and raises it. And that's where the saying of cuckold comes from when the sexual pretext, because in the bird world, another bird is doing all the work, raising the egg. And that's where the, the, the term cuckold comes from is from the, the um, bird environment, which then translates over to a man who enjoys watching his partner be dominated by a dude with a bigger schlong, usually. Or just a man whose wife is sexually unfaithful. And lets it happen. That means if your wife... That means you were cuckolded. Yes. Once a long time ago. But that's where the, the the phrase comes from. I cuckolded somebody a long time ago too. But uh <laughs> I don't know it. Um Yeah. Cuckoos so are, that's it for the news and the uh interesting um sidebar. Yeah, it was the cuckoo the cuckoo birds do it, I think. <laughs> yeah. They are cuckoo. Cuckoo for cuckolds. Ah, well, that's funny because that's one of the things you'll hear in the Republican Party, right? Is somebody like Evan Hafer will be called a cuckold because he doesn't toe the party line. Now, so not only are you a rhino, you're now a cuckold because you don't march in lockstep. That's just some fucking asinine thinking. Anywho, that is all I got for the news. Cuckoos are bigger Back assholes than we realize. Florida. And one of, one of more notorious dick moves in the animal kingdom parasitic cuckoo birds lay their eggs in the nest of other birds, forcing them to raise their cuckoo chicks as if they were their own. New research so shows that's that the, more of the akin to the chick who dropped their kid off at the fire department. New research shows that the female <laughs> cuckoos conduct this bait and switch while scaring the crap out of their unsuspecting host, which they do by mimicking the calls of the predatory bird. Cuckoo birds partake in Wait. brood patriotism I'm sorry, brood parasitism, which is when the animal tricks a member of another species into raising their young. In many of these cases, the unsuspecting foster parents are forced to expend, Walmart ad right in the middle of my fucking paragraph, <laughs> forced to expend more time and energy than, uh, than usual and often at the expense of the other offspring. Cuckoos have developed a bunch of tricks to assist in the deception, including the ability to match the color of the eggs of those of their host, along with exceptional speed and efficiency when laying eggs in most of the host nests. So uh, the match to color of the eggs, you can see the one of the cuckoo, the male cuckoo and the female cuckoo saying, okay, his eggs are this color. Let's go get some uh, some egg dye yep. and, and get it there. They get one of those Easter egg-like basket things, and they dip it in the, the, the liquid, and they let it dry. Uh, new research Man, published, see, copper, you can't catch me. New research published in the Nature Ecology and Evolutionary shows that cuckoos have other tricks up their parasitic sleeves. One previously unknown to scientists. Worked by Cambridge University orthontologist Jennifer York and Nicholas Davies, show that female cuckoos, soon after laying their eggs in a reed wobbler nest, produce a call that mimics the sparrow hawk, a predatory bird that is known to feast on the reed warblers. This call keeps the frightened reed warblers' mothers away for a bit longer, affording the cuckoos more time in their host nest 
and a greater chance of succeeding in the deception. Eventually, the Reed Warbler returns home completely unaware that some opportunistic dipshit just laid an egg in their nest. And I did not add that like and I then usually the, do. Um, and then the ultimate parasite comes along, kills the cuckoo bird, stuffs them, and shoves them in a clock. Interestingly enough, York and Davies works uh, solved the long-standing mystery about cuckoos. The male cuckoo's call, for which it is named, is quite different than the call produced by the female. A laugh like, kiki, queek, queek, queek. What's more, cuckoo females make that call when they're laying the eggs in the host's nest. This seemed weird to the scientists who couldn't understand why the female cuckoos risk bringing attention to herself at the time when ninja-like stealth would be more uh, preferential. That's the wine speaking. So Don's got a new name for this episode. It'll be under the um, spelling of the female cuckoo bird's call. Which is um, Iki Iki Akaput Ni. We are no longer the knights who say knee. We are the knights who say icky, icky, I could put knee. Before we wrap up this episode, why don't you give us a quick breakdown of the standings of where we lie, even though people will know tomorrow when they hear this episode. Uh, currently, according to Google, um, the holy shit. Why did it freeze on me? Sorry. Oh, nope, nope. Let's get out of there. I do apologize. Show all states. And let's scroll down. They're saying that the uh, GOP is 41 to Dems 40 in the Senate. 51 is now for the majority. It used to say 50 for the majority, which means that they're predicting that the Dems is going to get it plus Kamala. As for the U.S. House, uh, according to Google, it's 97 GOP gaining two seats, 55 Dems losing three. Run the race to 218. As for the governors, uh, Dems have 11 seats. They've gained two, and GOP has 19, losing two. Um, and that is where we stand right now. Oh, one last thing. Since we were centered in on Ohio, J.D. Vance is leading 53.9% to 46.1%. He is actually almost 300,000 ahead at this point at a 79% reporting. And that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's In Your Head podcast. Please head over to whatsinyourhead.com or d-410.com. Click on that Patreon link. Like, sub, Sign up and subscribe. Help support the show. And while you're there, click on the YouTube channel and go sign up and watch our videos. And by this time next week, I should be back from the fine newly semi-red state of Ohio and or Kentucky with stories of my trip and chances are because I haven't flown in years I might have some complaints about the modern state of airlines but um, on behalf of myself and Gordon and everybody here at the Digital 410 Network thank you guys and we will talk to you all next week this has been a Digital 410 production (laughs) 